turbulent times call for clear-headed insight. That's hard to come by these days, especially on TV. That's where we come in. Salem News Channel has the greatest collection of conservative minds all in one place. People you know and trust, like Dennis Prager, Eric Metaxas, Charlie Kirk, and more. Unfiltered, unapologetic truth. Find what you're searching for at snc.tv and on Local Now Channel 525. Welcome to Freedom with Adam Riojas. His goal is not only to inspire you to receive everything God has for you, but to go out into the world and make disciples of all nations. And now, here's your host, Adam Riojas. Welcome to today's show. Today, I am recording live from Buckeye and, and Surprise, Arizona. And so today I have an, an amazing man. We've heard him once before, but since I am in Arizona, I thought it would be amazing to hear again. He has an incredible testimony, um, and more than that, he's endured and he's pressed on. But we also want you to stick around for the latter part of the show as I will be coming out of the book of Zechariah chapter 10. So, yes, we are back in Zechariah, and it will be chapter 10. And without further ado, um, my brother Butch Maderos, thank you so much for being on the show today. And if you would just give a, a little introduction to our here today, Mr. Butch, I see you got a little cough going on. <laughs> no, I'm all right. Hey, how are you doing, Adam? How are you doing, everyone? Um, my name is Butch Maderis. I'm originally from um, Honolulu, Hawaii. I was born and raised there and uh, moved to the States back in 95. And um, we're now we currently reside here in Buckeye, Arizona. Uh, just retired and um, just living out the life and just continuing to serve Jesus. Amen, Butch. Thank you so much for being here. And I, I just got to throw this in. Brah, you okay, brah? Bra, you like the kind. <laughs> Thank you, Butch. <laughs> Thank you so yeah. much for being on the show today, Butch. I, I, I love you, brother, and it's just incredible. Um, let, let me start off by uh, reminding our audience a little bit about, you know, I, I know you just introduced yourself to them, but tell them uh, something a little bit about your testimony on a, on a tragic day that somehow God has turned for his glory that happened on Highway 76 in Oceanside, California. Uh, Adam, it was uh, actually on Highway 78. Oh, 78, excuse me, yes. About seven and a half years ago, uh, actually February 22nd, 2016, it was on a Monday morning. It was President's Day holiday. And I got on the 70 freeway at about 3 o'clock in the morning, 3.05 in the morning, as, as I did every day to head to work in Escondido. And I I was going down the freeway, and right before... Uh, college there, right in between the golf driving range and college, I was hit by a wrong way driver head on at 85 miles an hour. And uh, I was going 65 and she was going 85 and I was hit and my truck spun around and next thing I know I had the fire department, paramedics and the police all around me as they were cutting me out of my vehicle to um, fly me on a helicopter to Scripps Trauma Center, uh, where I spent, um, you know, it, uh, two months in the ICU there. I'd gone, I'd gone through 13 surgeries to uh, put my body back together. Uh, my whole left side uh, was damaged. I have rods and plates and screws and pins and you name it, all going down my left side. Um you know, I'm grateful to be here. The Lord could have took me home, which would have been great, too, either way. Um, but, you know, I'm grateful that he kept me here, and I'm able to continue on and and do ministry and and just continue to serve him. Um, you know, it was it was a hectic time, especially not, not only for me, 
but for my wife and my two our two sons, um, you know, it was every day was a roller coaster. It was touch and go with, um, you know, they lost me twice on the operating table. Um, you know, uh, just all kinds of different things going on uh, through that accident and through the recovery period, which I was um, five months in hospital facilities. But, you know, I'm grateful the Lord has me here. I'm um, I'm very grateful to continue to serve him and and just do his will. You know what? It, that's probably one of the biggest miracles that I've witnessed because you were not supposed to to make it. I mean, you got hit pretty hard head on, and and I saw the pictures of the car. People can still actually look that up if they if they put if they put your name in there. Is that correct on Google or something, Butch Maderos? Or if they if they put in um, accident on 70 freeway in on February 22nd, 2016, and it and it should come up. Um, I know uh, Fox Five News was there that morning. Uh, I mean, I didn't find this out till after, but uh, Fox Five took a lot of pictures, and they were there. And um, I think it was Channel Eight. Uh, C, I think it's CBS. They were they were there on site. Um, Amen. You know, uh, yeah. right now oh, we we have a good brother in the Lord at church and his son-in-law. Um, they're putting together a documentary on my story. Um, it's halfway done. Um, we're just waiting for them to come back and finish the other half. Wow, boys, that's amazing. Praise the Lord. So they would just have to, can you give us the date again? February what? February 22nd, 2016. And then just put Highway 78, right? Yes. Wow, boys, thank you, man. I, I am I am ecstatic that you're alive. I'm ecstatic that you're still serving God. And, you know, you're an incredible man. You're, you're a a true witness and a, a testimony of the power of God, because you could have given up afterwards. You could have been mad at God uh, for allowing this to happen to you. You had a great job. You were driving a cement truck. Um, you were just doing awesome. You were involved in tons of ministry, but you chose to press in, Butch, and that's amazing. So tell us today where you're at and, and what you're doing and the name of your church you're at. Uh, we're here in Buckeye, Arizona. Um, our church is South Southwest Calvary, uh, formerly Calvary Buckeye, and uh, we meet down here in Buckeye, Arizona. Our senior pastor is Michael Chan, and um, you know I I I don't really have a specific position. You might as well say you know I'm kind of like an administrative pastor, and I just you know, I, I I serve wherever the Lord needs us to serve, and um, we we know sometimes in church it's hard to get people to step up and serve, and you know wherever needs to be filled, where whatever needs to be done, and you know the Lord gives us strength, and we just go and serve Him and and do what needs to be done. Amen, boys. That's the, that's the heart of a servant. I I love that. You know, you have a pretty incredible pastor, Pastor uh, Mike. Uh, tell us a little bit about Pastor Mike. Um, pastor Mike, um, you know, he's been in the Calvary Chapels, uh, Calvary Chapels for quite a while. He's uh, went to Bible College way back when, and uh, um, with Pastor Chuck Smith, and he served under. Um, Jack Hibbs and Raul Reese and David Rosales. And, you know, he also, um, for a brief time, for several years, was the senior pastor of Calvary Chapel Molokai on the island of Molokai. Um, he's originally wow. born in California, but, you know, he's been around and then they came back and then moved to. Uh, Colorado, where he was a police officer and 
serving, you know, in ministry. And he had this, you know, calling on his heart to come back to full-time ministry. So he got a hold of me one day through text and messaging. And, you know, um, I shared with him that we were moving to Arizona. And, you know, and he's like, wow, we were kind of, you know, thinking about moving there ourselves because um, our my in-laws wanted to retire there eventually. And uh, he started putting out resumes at the different Calvaries, um, you know, to go on staff, whether as a worship leader or whatever, you know. And um, the Lord opened some doors, and then he closed some doors. And that's when I put him in contact with Pastor Ed Yarrick of Calvary Buckeye. And, you know, not knowing what it was going to lead up to, uh, I was just thinking maybe they they could use them as a worship leader, but one thing led to another. And, um, you know, Pastor Ed and his wife felt the calling to retire and go back to Michigan. And, and next thing you know, he's passing the baton over to Pastor Mike Chan to take over, you know, and, um, it was all the Lord putting it all together and, um, just making the right things happen to, um, make this transition. Hey man, we should, we need to keep him in prayer because, uh, he just drove back to California. Uh, was it yeah, last night, right? Yes. Last night. So yeah. tell us why we need to keep him and his family in prayer. Uh, we need to keep them in prayer for his dad, uh, Ted, um, it, where his wife had a massive stroke. I believe it was on Monday night, I believe. And, um, you know, it's not looking good, but we know the Lord is the Lord of miracles and he can move mountains and he can heal. So, you know, we just keep their family in prayer, you know, for peace and comfort and for his dad, for wisdom to make the right decisions. Amen. Amen, brother. So you live in Arizona, which is, uh, to me, I'm gonna I'm gonna be honest, kind of crazy because it's pretty hot out here. It was, I was at your house last night. It was about 114 degrees at nighttime, Butch. <laughs> at nighttime, but you know you have a great marriage, and and you're an example to 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 me and to most men. Tell us a little bit about your marriage. Well, I met my wife back in 1985 in Hawaii, and um, you know, she was coming out of her bad first marriage and, um, you know, getting a divorce. And we met and, you know, we we became friends. And next thing you know, we started dating. And, um, you know, within about five years, we ended up getting married, uh, actually about four and a half years. And we got married in December of 1989. Uh, this year, we would make... Um, 34 years of marriage this year and 38 years of being together. And um, I got a great wife. We, you know, no marriage. Wait, 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 wait. Did you say 38 years? Yes. Bro, that's a miracle. How do you stay married for 38 years, Butch? Well, we've been together for 38, but we've been married for 34 years but okay keep it real but 34 years though tell us how 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 that has happened you know it's um just keeping the lord in the center of our marriage keeping him first you know um just just always you know communicating and making sure that my wife is washed in the word and that, you know, we're reading his word, that we're doing what we're supposed to do with our walk with Christ. But, you know, it's not easy, and no marriage is easy, and even the pastors don't have, uh, uh, you know, perfect marriages, right? We There's always valleys and mountains and peaks that you go through, but just as long as you keep going back to the Lord and you keep, you know, coming together in prayer and and, you know, recognizing when the enemy is just um, 
China caused strife in the marriage. Amen, uh, brother. That's well said. Those are the you know we got to come together. You know. Amen. You said something key, and that's the difference between someone who knows the Lord and someone who doesn't. Is that we keep coming back to the table. Yes. We keep coming back to the table and asking God to help us mend what we, our flesh, or the enemy is trying to destroy. Hey, if you just tuned in, this is Freedom with Adam Riojas. As I'm interviewing an amazing, amazing man of God who has a great testimony, Butch Medeiros, who had this crazy, unreal accident where he should have died. And he, he died twice on the table, but God restored him and God is using him and half of his left side is all held by nuts and bolts and screws and but God is using him um but let me ask you another question so you've been married 34 years you um um when is your anniversary because I know it's coming up we talked a little bit about it last night uh December 2nd is our anniversary and uh, wow 34 years and uh, mm-hmm. Go ahead. what do you guys plan on doing for, for your anniversary? <laughs> I don't know. I'm not sure yet. <laughs> <laughs> you know what, Amen, man, brother. Continue serving the Lord together. You know, um, I just want to encourage all the Christian couples, serve together. If you're married, serve the Lord together. Amen. And you're, you're not always might not always be in the same ministries, but at least you're in the church serving together. And Amen, but One of the ministries that Sammy and I have been doing for years is the marriage ministry. And, you know, we've been doing it since about 2007. And, you know, just working with different couples and seeing what they're going through. But, you know... Pastor Adam, what we find out a lot is the Christian couples, they're having issues because they're not keeping the Lord first or they're not keeping him in the center of their marriage. Oh, amen. Preach it, brother. Preach it. And, you know, we find out at times they're not even reading the word together or even individually. And if we're not in the Word and we're not feeding ourselves every day, and as as Romans chapter 12, verse 2 says, to keep renewing our minds daily with the Word of God and with prayer and the things of God, then we're going to have all this rubbish and things are going to happen. And, you know, in Ephesians chapter 5, you know, when from 21 to 33, where it talks about the marriage roles, you know, the, the two most important points is, it says, husbands, love your wives as Christ loved the church and gave himself for her. And also there's another verse there, and it talks about the husbands washing their wives with the word. I mean, I don't know how simple that can be. Guys, we are responsible to wash our wives in the Word. We are responsible to love our wives as Christ loved the church. Does that mean it's going to be perfect? No. But that's why we need to always be in prayer. We need to be in the Word together. And and not only together, individually, you need to find your, your own quiet time. And for, you know, the young families with kids and the wife is taking care of the kids all day, sometimes for the wife, that might not be till late at night when she puts the kids down. Then she has her quiet time with the Lord. You know, or it might be waking up extra early in the morning. You know, guys, we're, we're always working or trying to, you know, fix things or make sure that that we're providing for the family, but we got to find that time. And and you can't say there's no time because you know what? I've been there before. Ah, I'm too busy. There's no time. No, there's time. And Amen. Amen. Yes. 
That's yeah. word, but you know, that's, that's word because, you know, most men, and even if like, I think you said something really important, not think, I believe, but even if you're not reading with your spouse that you need to be responsible enough, whatever spouse it is to be in the word of God on a daily basis. And that is the key, man. That is powerful, but that is so powerful. So, you know, you've always been, you've always been this amazing man that has always uh, put God first. You've always uh, gave him glory in everything you do. And you, you've been in gang ministries. You've been in outreach ministries. You've been in marriage ministries. You've been in a lot. What has been your best part of ministry thus far? You know, I, I think it's just working with couples, working with the men, you know, just, just working with people, being a being there for people, you know, uh, we all have our days, we all have our trying times where you just need somebody to talk to or somebody that will just listen to you. And, you know, just being able to minister to people, you know, um, I, uh, every Wednesday morning, uh, we have men's prayer and, uh, there's a bunch of us that get together at a coffee house and we meet outside in the patio and, and man, you know, we, we just come together and, and, and just pray for everything, our families, our church, our, uh, workplaces, people, whatever it is. And we're just there and we pray we do a little devotional, we fellowship, and then once a month, we have a, a third Saturday of the month, we have our men's breakfast, and then, you know, um, just being involved in the men's lives, because the men is supposed to be the head of the household. We're, we're supposed to be taking our leadership from God and leading our families, you know, and we all saw maybe the marriage triangle before, or the marriage umbrella, whatever you want to call it. Um, and, and we all know that, you know, it's God first, the husband, then the wife, and under the wife is the kids, and everything else falls after that, you know. Um, I like to use the cross as an example. So if we as individuals don't get our vertical relationship right with the Lord and our and our, there's no way that the horizontal relationship with the wife on one side and the husband on one side be able to come together in the middle, right? With the with the Lord being that threefold cord, as it tells tells us in Ecclesiastes chapter four, verses nine to twelve. But I, I like I like the cross, you know. I like that. Because we, we have to take everything back to the cross. Amen, because, bro. Because Jesus went and gave his life on the cross for all of us. Amen. You know, I like when you said at the cross, because, you know, that's the name of our church, Oceanside, at the cross. And that's where it all begins. And, you know, I'm excited to announce to all the listeners that hear today and those that have been following this show diligently is that we are putting on an event October 28th at the Seau Amphitheater in Oceanside. And we're going to have some incredible speakers. One of them, you know, Victor Marks uh, um, is going to be one of them. Zeus Gruber, who's a pro-life guy. Uh, Graham Allen, who's this uh, military guy, who's now, you know, a, a national speaker. And, and it's just going to be amazing. And I love it, but you you know, you've always been a man of God. You've always praised the Lord in everything you've done. So, you know, we have a, a about a minute and a half. Can you um um close us out in a in a powerful word of encouragement for all the listeners today, Butch? We got one minute now. Father, um, uh, you know, I I just ask, Lord, that you would just touch all the listeners out there, Lord no matter what they're going through, what they're facing, and in these times that we're in, Lord, just help them to keep their eyes fixed on you, Lord. Help them to keep looking up because our redemption draws nigh. Lord, everything we're facing today, Lord, 
you have been telling us in your word that we would be facing these things. This is nothing new. All we need to do is keep our focus on you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Butch, we love you. Thank you so much for being on the show today, February. You know, you can look up Butch on Highway 78. Um, a man of God. Butch loves you. I love you. But more than that, Jesus loves you. Make sure you come amen. back. The Oceanside Pier is a sacred place, blessed with ocean views, the Strand, good people, and good times. You'll find all those things and more at the Bistro at the Pier. Locally owned and operated, the Bistro at the Pier offers delicious food options and a full slate of crafted coffee drinks, including Italy's own Cafe Vergnano, sourced from Italy's finest coffee beans. So whether you're craving an acai bowl or an espresso, the Bistro at the Pier is waiting for you. Head on down or visit them online at Bistro at the Pier. Freedom Generation Higher Education is a faith-based alternative education option and official Turning Point USA Academy Associate that values constitutional rights and medical freedom. Hosted by At The Cross Church in Oceanside, they serve pre-K through 7th grade and are Southern California's exclusive institution incorporating Turning Point USA Academy's 5C model. They offer in-person classes and electives Monday through Thursday and are now accepting applications for fall 2023. Visit them online at freedomgenerationedu.com or at the cross oceanside.com. Welcome back to Freedom with Adam Riojas. We just had an incredible man of God who um, had this radical, crazy accident where he should have died. He died twice on the table. But he's still serving God. He's still out there proclaiming Jesus to a lost generation. And that's what we're here for today is to continue to proclaim Jesus and his soon coming back. Thank you for listening and thank you that um, you are taking in every word. And, and I am so ecstatic to be part of this show that is growing so fast, and it's accumulating numbers of folks that are listening. We love you, and here we go. Zechariah chapter 10 starts off like this. Ask you of the Lord, reign in the time of latter rain, so the Lord shall make bright clouds and give them showers of rain, so everyone grass in the field that's it starts off incredibly and let me tell you why it's 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 so powerful as you and i know and most folks that ancient israel or israel itself never really had um irrigation like most of the um early civilizations that we hear of that that irrigation they were under the aegis or under the protection of of God himself, so they had their reigns like perfectly. They would come at the beginning and at the end and in the middle and whenever they needed it to grow their food. And so they understood that God was their provider. They understood that God was the one that made it rain, that formed the rain. You know, of course, we live in a time now where engineering and trying to mess with our weather pattern, but there's no one like God who, who will supersede any human intelligence. So that's who we need to be looking at, and that's who we need to be trusting. But in the same verse, you see something powerful. You see that it says, ask you of the Lord. It's a, it's a proclamation. It's a challenge by God saying, ask me. Don't be afraid of me. Ask me, and I will give it to you. Now, some of you may be saying, well, that's the Old Testament. What does it say that in the New Testament? Well, in Matthew 7, 7, let me read what that says to you. Ask, and it shall be given you. Seek, and you shall find. Knock, and it shall be opened unto you. For everyone that asketh, receiveth. And he that seeketh, findeth. And to him that knocketh, it shall be open. And then it says this, or what man there is of you whom if his son asks bread, 
Will he give him a stone? Or if he asks fish, will he give him a serpent? Now, this is the key to this little um, prayer, this little word that we're given to us, where it says this, if you then, being evil, because there's none good, no, not one, the Bible says, you being evil, know how to give good gifts unto your children, how much more shall your Father which is in heaven give good things to them that ask him? Listen, all God wants from you is for you to diligently seek him, to read his word, to spread the good news to others, to attend a church service, and to worship him, to, to know that he is the creator, that he's God, and that he is the one that supplies all good things because we know that all good things come from above. That's straight from God's word. Ask and you shall receive. But I don't want to just leave you there. Paul has some pretty incredible words when he said this in Ephesians chapter 3, verses 14 to 20. Let me read that for you. It says, for this cause, I bow my knee unto the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. I'm going to bow my knee to him, of whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named. Remember, he's the creator of all. Nothing came to being without him speaking it into being. He's God. He's the creator. Verse 16 says this, that he would grant you according to the riches of his glory, to be strengthened with might by his spirit in the inner man. Listen to that, to be strengthened with might by the spirit in the inner man, that Christ may dwell in your hearts by faith, that ye, being rooted and grounded in love, grounded in Jesus, remember God is love, may be able to comprehend with all the saints what is the breadth and the length and the depth and the height, and to know the love of Christ, which passes knowledge or surpasses our knowledge, that you might be filled with the fullness of God. Now unto him, God, Jesus, who is able to do exceedingly, let me read that again, exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think, according to the power that worketh in us. And that's the Holy Spirit working in us, being able to help us pray to Jesus who intercedes to us to the Father. Unto him be glory in the church by Christ Jesus through all ages, world without end. Amen and amen. And that's what that verse is literally saying. Now, as you continue in that same verse, it says, um, what I love at the end, it says, to everyone, grass in the field. Now, the equality or, or the standard of what man believes, and you know, all these communist regimes, socialist countries that rise up and fall within a matter of no time, suppress the people, believe in equality. But, but listen, in the end, everyone is poor because they take everything. Now, when you think of God's equality, God's goodness, and, and what he means by this, it means that there is an abundance for everyone who will accept him as God, as Lord, as Savior, and accept what he did on the cross for you and I. And there is an abundance. That's the, the difference between the equality of man and the equality of God. Now, as we re read further, it says this, for the idols have spoken vainly and the diviners have, have seen a lie and have told false dreams. They comfort in vain. Therefore, they went their way as a flock. They were troubled because there was no shepherd. Did you get that? It was all in vain, serving an idol, serving a diviner, a false prophet, it's all lies. They may put in a little bit of truth to deceive you, and then they got you. That's why the Bible says that the, that the devil is the father of all lies, of all lies. He is the beginning of all lies. Now, 
as we continue, it says because there is no shepherd, there was no true men of God that were willing to bow their knee, that were willing to serve God. Of course, during Zechariah's time, you know, the temple is halfway built. He's encouraging them. He's letting them know that God is real. Ezra has been helping with this construction of this temple. And Zechariah is just encouraging them to letting them know, hey, any, anybody outside of not speaking the truth from God's word is a liar. And there's no truth in them. And then as we continue, verse 3 says this. My anger was kindled against the shepherds, against those that were called shepherds. And I mean, you can look at it now and say, what does he mean by that? You know that the very word pastor means shepherd. Now, <clears throat> this is an attack against any individual or any pastor that may be listening. I know there's some of you listening right now that this is a rebuke. This is get right or get lost. Either serve them or don't serve them. Don't straddle the fence. Don't stay in the middle. There's only one or the other. He says, my anger was kindled against the shepherds. Of course, he's speaking at that time, but you can also apply it to now. And I punished the goats, for the Lord of hosts has visited his flock, the house of Judah, and has made them as his goodly horses in the battle. Now, I love this. I love how God says, I will take care of it. Vengeance belongs unto me, saith the Lord. That is powerful because you better believe that God will take vengeance on those that hurt his people. Touch not my anointed, the Bible says. And, and then what I love in this is where he says, well, walk with him as his royal horses in battle. That's beautiful. You know, God's mercy is amazing. It transformed the hardest heart, and, and it blesses those that wish to ride with him, to walk with him, and he will definitely defeat all of their enemies. Now, the very next verse, uh, verse 4, and we're going to speed up a little bit to make sure we get through this chapter. Out of him came forth the corner. Now, what is that? In, in, the, in the King James, it, it, it says, from him comes the cornerstone. Now, who is the cornerstone? Who is the corner? Of course, of course, that's Jesus. You're like, well, what does it say that? You can go to Isaiah 28, 16, Psalms 118, 22, and 23. Like, where is it at in the New Testament? Matthew 21, 42, Acts 4, 11, 1 Peter Two, four, five, and let me read it. Let me read to you what First Peter uh, two, four, and five says: Coming to Him as a living stone, rejected indeed by men, but chosen by God and precious. You also, as living stones, are being built up a spiritual house, a holy priesthood, to offer up spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. He is the living stone. He is. The cornerstone. Now, out of him, um, the nail. Now, what does it mean, out of him, the nail? Now, you know, when we read in, 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 in cleaner or translations that we can understand, I love the King James, and that's what I teach out of, but there's nothing wrong with clarifying what it's saying from him, the tent peg that holds the tent together. Now, What's amazing is when you think of the tent peg or the nail, Jesus is that tent peg. Jesus is that nail. In Isaiah 22, 23 to 24, it says this, I will fasten him as a peg or as a nail in a secure place, and he will become a glorious throne to his father's house. They will hang on him all the glory of his father's house, the offspring and posterity, all the vessels of small quantity from the cups to all the pitchers. This is none other than Jesus Christ. Now, as it continues, it says, out of him, the battle bow. Now, that's a pretty powerful verse, the battle bow. What is that? What does that mean? Well, let's see what the Bible says. When, when it talks about the battle bow, 
you know, Jesus is that battle bow. You're like, where does it say that? Isaiah 63, 1 to 4 says, Who is this who comes from Edom with dyed garments from Basra, the one who is glorious in his apparel, traveling in the greatness of his strength? I who speak in righteousness, mighty to save. Why is your apparel red and your garments like one who treads the winepress? I have trodden the winepress alone, and for me no one was with me. For I have trodden them in my anger, and I trampled them in my fury. Their blood is sprinkled upon my garments, and I have stained all my robes. For the day of vengeance is in my heart, and the year of my redeemed has come. None other than Jesus Christ. Now you're like, wait a minute, where does it say that in the New Testament? Well, that's a good question, and I need to make sure we cover that. Uh, Revelations 19:11-6 says this. Now I saw heaven open, and behold, a white horse, and he who sat on him was called faithful and true, and in righteousness he judges and makes war. His eyes were like a flame of fire, and on his head were many crowns. He had a name written that no one except himself knew. He was clothed with a robe dipped in blood, and his name is called the Word of God. And his armies in heaven, clothed in fine linen, wide and clean, followed him on white horses. Now out of his mouth, goes out a sharp sword that with it he should strike the nations and he himself will rule jesus himself will rule them with a rod of iron he himself treads the winepress of the fearness and the wrath of god almighty and he has on his robe and on his thigh a name written here it goes boom the king of kings and lord of lords that's right that's who he is out of him Every oppressor together as we finish that last part of the chapter in Revelation, excuse me, in Zechariah 10, verse 4. Man, this guy gave us the word. Zechariah was intent on listening to what God had for him and the people at the time. And it says this, and they shall be as mighty men which tread down the enemies in the mire of the streets and the battle, and they shall fight because the Lord is with them and the riders on horses shall be confounded. That is a powerful word, not only for them at that day, because he was promising to save them and to bless them, to have mercy on them, to protect them, and to conquer everyone. He is a great conqueror, you know, God has also strengthened you as a believer. In Ephesians 6.10, it says, it says this, Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. God wants to strengthen you. God wants to bless you. He fights and goes before, the, before us. Spurgeon said this, The Lord does not say, I will take you away from your labors, but I will strengthen you so that you will be able to perform them. Isn't that powerful? Powerful. That's the word of God. And I will strengthen the house of Judah, and I will save the house of Joseph, and I will bring them again to replace them, for I have mercy upon them, and they shall be as though I had not cast them off, for I am the Lord their God, and I will hear them. You know, when they heard that, they totally knew that God was speaking to them and that he would unite and bring them from all across the world where they had been scattered through the, through the Assyrians to the Babylonians. <clears throat> they were literally all over the place by this time, and God is promising them that he would bring them back together. That is the God that we, that we serve. And, and let me continue. I will strengthen the house of Judah, and I will save the house of Joseph, and bring them again to place them, for I have mercy upon them, and they shall be as though I had not cast them off, for I am the Lord their God, and I will hear them. You know that in 1948, they regained their nation after nearly 2,000 years but that's not all. God has more for them because they're going to totally regain every promise that God gave them from the 
from the River Euphrates to the Red Sea. It's going to be amazing. I will whistle for them. The King James says, I will hiss for them, but the word is, I will whistle for them. And, and you know, just like a, a shepherd, when he would, he would gather his sheep, he would have a distinct whistle, and they knew that it was him. And that's exactly what he's saying. At, a, at my word, at my whistle, they will all come back to ne- together, and I will sow them among the people and they shall remember me in far countries, and they shall live with their children and turn again. I will bring them again out of the land of Egypt. You know, as you read this, they had already been freed from Egypt for nearly 14, 1,500, maybe almost 2,000 years by this time, and gather them out of Assyria and bring them into the land of Gilead and Lebanon and place them not be found for them. And he shall pass through the sea with affliction and shall smite the waves in the sea and all the deeps of the river shall dry up and the people of Assyria shall be brought down and the scepter of Egypt shall not depart away. That is an amazing God. That is an amazing promise that God is is making to them. Because remember, they were back in their country. There was probably about... 50,000 plus folks back. Some people believe that the number could have been as high as 100,000, but they were back in their land after being taken into captivity to Babylon for 70 years. And remember those, the other 10 tribes that have been taken into captivity years before that by the Assyrians, and they had now been scattered all over the world, but he's promising to bring them all back together. That is the God that we serve he strengthens us he defeats our enemies and he gives us liberty just like he's speaking to them he's speaking a promise of liberty you know god wants to deliver you today and then it says i will strengthen them in the lord and they shall walk up and down in his name saith the lord did you hear that he will strengthen them he will give them the strength that they need and they will walk up and down and in and, and his name in the name of Jesus Christ and give God glory. And this is, you know, when we read this, I, I want you to look at prospectively because he's, he's giving them something in the future, something that's going to take place. And some of the things have already happened with, you know, the, when they came back to the country in 1948, like I just said, but they haven't received everything that was theirs yet. But that time is approaching. We're approaching the rapture where Jesus comes back for his people. And the Greek is harpazo. In English, it's caught up. When it first translated from the Greek to Latin, it was rapturo, where we get our word rapture. And that's upon us now, church. We got to get right in the eyes of God. We got to tell the world that Jesus is coming back. We need to... Let a dying nation, a dying world know that there is hope in Jesus and that he can restore with the enemy and the locusts and all those bad years have taken from us. He is real. He loves you more than you can imagine. And he's coming back for his folks. He's coming back for his people. That's a promise from him. That is a promise that he's coming back. And God cannot lie. Remember that, that God cannot lie. Now, how do you strengthen yourself in the Lord as you continue to believe who he is? You continue to believe that he is the way, the truth, and the life. Jesus said that I am the way, the truth, and the life. Now, if he's the way, he, he gives us direction. He gives us hope. If he is the truth, everything he says is truth. And if he is life, that means that this life is passing, but that there's a choice that we have while we're still here. And that choice is simple for you, listener, for you that are listening today. Jesus, come into my heart. Jesus, forgive me of my sins. Jesus, help me to be the man that I'm supposed to be. Be my Savior. Be my God. And if if you've been backsliding, today is the day to say, Jesus, I want to come back. I need help. I can't do this alone. And if you're already strengthened in the Lord, 
you already know that today is the day to proclaim that Jesus is coming back and that all our hope is in him. Let me close in prayer, but before I close in prayer, I want to remind you again of our event that we're going to have October 28th at the Seattle Amphitheater from 10 to 10, from 10 a.m. to 10 p.m. We love you guys. We want you to be there. Lord, bless all those that heard your word today. Though you were speaking to the people at the time, there's relevance because you spoke prophetically of the future. You love your church. You love your people. And the church is just as important as Israel was, God. We thank you for your goodness, God. And we know that your word says that they in the Old Testament could not be perfected until Jesus showed up on the scene in Hebrews, in the book of Hebrews. Thank you, Lord, for loving us and protecting us. We love you. We give you glory. We give you honor. Thank you so much for listening today. We love you. And if this show continues to be a blessing to you, make sure you look us up. Go to atthecross.com or, or look me up at freedom at Adam Riojas. We love you. God bless you. And we'll see you next Sunday at 5 p.m. again. Woohoo! Remember, God is. Thanks for good. listening to Freedom with Adam Riojas. If you'd like to contact Adam, email him at freedom at adamriojas.com. Make sure to tune in next week at 5 p.m. here on K-Praise. If you missed a show, go to your favorite podcast provider and search Freedom with Adam Riojas. The Oceanside Pier is a sacred place, blessed with ocean views, the strand, good people, and good times. You'll find all those things and more at the Bistro at the Pier. Locally owned and operated, the Bistro at the Pier offers delicious food options and a full slate of crafted coffee drinks, including Italy's own Cafe Vergnano, sourced from Italy's finest coffee beans. So whether you're craving an acai bowl or an espresso, the Bistro at the Pier is waiting for you. Head on down or visit them online at bistroatthepier.org. Freedom Generation Higher Education is a faith-based alternative education option and official Turning Point USA Academy associate that values constitutional rights and medical freedom. Hosted by At The Cross Church in Oceanside, they serve pre-K through 7th grade and are Southern California's exclusive institution incorporating Turning Point USA Academy's 5C model. They offer in-person classes and electives Monday through Thursday and are now accepting applications for fall 2023. Visit them online at freedomgenerationedu.com or at thecrossoceanside.com. 